Good morning. We are definitely God's chosen frozen, so, uh, or frozen chosen, however you wish to put it. Uh, glad to have some people with us. Tony's glad to have someone to sing, because you guys get to be the choir this morning. Um, so those who are in the choir sing louder and prouder than average, and um, we should be fine. For this morning, since we are so few, uh, we are going to do the hymns, but we'll do just two verses of each hymn, and um, kind of keep it to a smaller level. And... Um, We'll go from there. But other than that, everything else is going to be just as if there were 500 of us in church this morning. And uh, I got it on good authority that the bishop canceled in Providence this morning, so we're mightier than grace. Let's put it that way. So on that note, let us begin our worship with hymn 278. Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let us say together, glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer, for you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, 
you govern all things, both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the supplications of your people. And in our time, grant us your peace through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of Jeremiah. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a boy. For you shall go to all whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. The word of the Lord. We'll read the psalm all together. In you, O Lord, I have have taken taken refuge. Let me never be ashamed. In your righteousness, deliver me and set me free. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be my strong rock, a castle to keep me safe. You You are are my crag and my my stronghold. Deliver me, O God, from the hands of the wicked, from from the clutches of the evildoer and the oppressor. For you are my hope, O Lord God, my confidence since I was young. I have been sustained by you ever since I was born. From my mother's womb you have been my strength. My praise shall always be of you. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. If I speak in the tongue of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, 
the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, and the greatest of these is love. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us join together in singing hymn 530. We'll sing the first verse prior to the reading of the gospel, the second verse after. Hymn 530, please speak. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus began to speak in the synagogue at Nazareth. Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, Do here also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did at Capernaum. And he said, Truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months. And there was a severe famine over all the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them, except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha. And none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up drove him out of the town and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built so that they might hurl him off the cliff but he passed through the midst of them and went on his way the gospel of the lord praise to you lord christ
God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. This morning's gospel passage overlaps last week's. It brings us right to that point when Jesus has finished reading from the book of Isaiah and has declared that he is the fulfillment of that prophecy. And yet in the beginning, you hear everyone says, wow, he speaks with great wisdom and authority and graciousness. And then all of a sudden, something changes. When somebody says, but isn't this the son of Joseph? In other, trans in other Gospels, it is, isn't this the carpenter's son? And then Jesus switches, almost as if on a dime, to begin talking about how a prophet is often not welcomed in his own home, not capable of doing the things that he is capable of doing outside of his hometown. As I read this passage, I thought about the story I shared with many of you about a year ago of when I walked into the chapel in preparation for my great aunt's funeral, fully robed, and was just about to begin the service when my grandmother looked up and began looking at my grandfather, and in her stage whisper, and in her dementia, asked where the minister was. And despite my grandfather trying to explain to her that I was the minister, she could not accept the fact that her grandson, Craigie, was really the minister, because that's not how she knew me. I see in so many ways the same thing going on in this morning's gospel. The people of Nazareth, although they had heard of the great things Jesus was doing, Still, from the perspective of many, he was only Joseph's son. And that is all they could see. They had defined him. And I think the reason that Jesus turns around and begins talking about the fact that he is not capable of doing what he's doing in Nazareth as he is outside is because of an ancient Jewish understanding of God. That understanding is that God is undefinable and limitless. Even to this day, a conservative Jew will not utter the name of God. Even when reading scripture, they skip over the word. Because even to name or utter the name of Yahweh is to define and to limit that which is limitless, God itself. And so as I look at what is going on in this morning's passage, is suddenly Jesus is realizing that the people around him have a limit as to how they understand him. Being defined as Joseph's son does not allow them to be open to Jesus as the incarnation, nor are they willing to receive from him 
the transforming love of which Jesus brings into this world that not only changes and forgives, but heals. Think for a moment on the healing stories throughout the Gospels. More often than not, when somebody is healed or proclaimed healed, Jesus does not say, I healed you. But instead we hear more often, your faith has made you well. To the woman who reaches out to touch his cloak, it is her faith, her trust, her belief in him that has made her well. To the centurion who asks for the healing of his servant, it is the centurion's faith that has healed the servant. It is not that Jesus' ability to heal or to be heard has changed from him going into Nazareth, but the ability of the people so present to be willing and able to receive that which Jesus has offered and to receive it trustfully and faithfully. In Paul's letter to the Corinthians this morning, we heard that famous passage of Corinthians 13 that talks so beautifully about love. And what Paul tells us, if we have not love, basically we are nothing. No matter what we accomplish in this world or what we have, if we do not have love, we are nothing. But what is that love that Paul is talking about? It's not the love that we throw around so freely here in the United States. It's not the love that we speak of when we talk about loving our cars or things. It's not even about that love that we talk about between two people. Paul is referring to the transformative love of God. And if we do not hold that transformative love in our hearts, then we are nothing, and we are incapable of offering anything of great value and permanency to the world. Last week, I shared with those who are here one of the greater issues that are beginning to face this community. And that, of course, is the issue of a lack, an increasing lack of moderate to affordable housing here in Narragansett. And how the gentrification of our neighborhood is pushing out our neighbors, our guests, who, some of whom have lived here all their lives, from being able to remain here in Narragansett. And I was overjoyed that so many have spoken to me about that homily, that have shared their concerns about that problem. But what I often hear people saying to me in that conversation, too, is, I don't know what the answer is, and I'm not sure there's anything I can do about it. And the truth be told, there is nothing we can do about it on our own. 
but that we have to remember the fact that, as Paul tells us, we must have the love of God within us to accomplish anything. We have to remember our baptismal vows that when we say that we will strive to serve justice and peace by respecting the dignity of every human being, we don't answer that vow with, I will. But we answer that vow, I will with God's help. And when we recognize that we can do almost anything, when we put our minds and desire to it with God's help, we have the capacity to between, become the conduits of God's transforming love. And we are capable of making anything happen and change together. We are not that different from Jeremiah in the Old Testament reading. That young boy who God calls to be his prophet and says, basically, I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to say. And God responds by having the seraphim pick up a coal and touch it to his lips and basically say, I have put the words into you to be my prophet. It is not Jeremiah on his own who is called to be the prophet, to bring the people back to God. But Jeremiah as a conduit of that word and prophecy that allows him to be the prophet of the Most High. We find that on our own, we cannot change things. We find that if we limit God in any way, we are incapable of seeing what is possible and what can be. But when we choose not to see Jesus as Joseph's son, but Jesus as the incarnate word and the source of transforming love. And when we choose to allow that to penetrate our hearts and to companion that in which we feel called to do, then we are capable of bringing about great transformation and change even to this community. In the same way this church has done for the last 20 years, against all odds, against everyone's belief, in feeding those who are poor and needy among us, 30 to 40 families a week, through our community market, Together with God's help, we have fed hundreds. Together with God's help, if we feel so called, can open the hearts of this community, its governance, and become a community for all people who seek a home here despite their economic situation. May we aspire for that with God's help.
Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The Prayers of the People. My fellow pilgrims, the Lord is our strong rock, a castle to keep us safe. In confidence, let us pray. In you, O Lord, have we taken refuge. Let us never be ashamed. Increase our love, O God. Deliver your church from boastfulness and arrogance. Fill us instead with patience and kindness. In you, O Lord, have we taken refuge. Let us never be ashamed. Increase our love, O God. Deliver this nation from pride and fear. Give us eyes to see your hand at work in all nations and peoples. God bless the world. In you, O Lord, have we taken refuge. Let us never be ashamed. Increase our love, O God. Let it not be limited only to other human beings, but spread to all that you have made. In you, O Lord, have we taken refuge. Let us never be ashamed. Increase our love, O God. May we seek and serve Christ in our neighbors, in family, friends, and strangers. In you, O Lord, have we taken refuge. Let us never be ashamed. Increase our love, O God, by the power of your great love. Heal those who are ill. Strengthen those who are struggling to endure great pain. We pray that as we lift our brothers and sisters to you in prayer, they will, even now, feel our love. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray especially for John and Sue Tesson, Dave, Katie, Sadie, and Sarah Tetro, and John and Carol Tickner. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for seminaries and schools, for deacons, 
In you, O Lord, have we taken refuge. Let us never be ashamed. Increase our trust in your love, O God. May those who have died find in your presence everlasting and overwhelming love. In you, O Lord, have we taken refuge. Let us never be ashamed. Almighty and eternal God, ruler of all things in heaven and earth, mercifully accept the prayers of your people and strengthen us to do your will through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Peace be with you. Peace. Peace be all. Please be seated. Just a quick couple of announcements. First, a reminder that two weeks from today is the annual meeting, and that will take place with a service at 9 a.m. We will be Zooming the annual meeting and the service is the plan. Um, for those who cannot or do not feel comfortable being in the building at that time, the Zoom link will be made available in the eNet um, beginning this week. Also, this week, on Tuesday, we begin Episcopal 101, and one person's asked already, can we still sign up? And the answer is yes. There is no limit if you um, sign up on Eventbrite or call the church office. Um, we will send you out a link. It will send it out sometime Tuesday morning. And um, if you don't get it, give me a call, and we'll make sure that you get it prior to the start of the class at um, 7 p.m. So far, we have nine people signed up and two more coming, so um, it looks like it's going to be a great, good-sized group. And it's hard to believe, but things do work well by Zoom. Um, ask our Bible study people. We have been successful in keeping our Bible studies going on Wednesdays at noon and Thursday at 7 p.m. Um, we're, what do we get through? Chapter 10 of Acts on Wednesday, starting chapter 11. And um, so we're starting to move quickly now through Acts. It's, um, it's taken us a while to get there. And then um, we are still kind of in chapter 7, just beginning chapter 7 of the Gospel of Luke on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. If you wish to jump in and join us, you may do so. Uh, just simply give me a call or drop me an email, and I'll send you out the link and put you on the distribution. What has been really cool about these Zoom classes, and looks like it's going to be the case with the Episcopal 101, it's now attracting people from outside the congregation. 
We have someone zooming in now from Long Island on Wednesdays. Uh, we have people zooming in from Vermont on Thursday evenings. And I know with Episcopal 101, we have at least one person whose child was baptized here um, zooming in from Boston area. So it's kind of cool how Zoom works. And so um, we're starting to meet people from all over the place. And they're starting to say St. Peter's is part of our spiritual home and spiritual life. So that and um, as Ron can tell you, our podcasts are being heard all over the place. So it's wonderful that we are reaching out into the world and spreading a wonderful message of what a loving gospel can look like and is. So we can pat ourselves on the back for that. Also, just to mark your calendars and save the date, April 2nd, Sister Sarah from the Society of St. Margaret will be here for a quiet day or day retreat, and she will be focusing that day on the sorrows of Mary at the cross. For those who took the Finding Mary course, um, this will be a continuation of that. Also, beginning in Lent, we're still not sure quite what day and time yet. Um, Mother Eileen Lindemann will be here to offer a four-week deep dive into prayer, um, prayer that would include um, centering prayer, um, also working with Lectio Divina and things like that. So it's an opportunity to come and learn deeper prayer techniques above and beyond perhaps what you're doing at home, or to reinforce some of the techniques that you've learned long ago and kind of bring it back up and refresh it. So those are things that are coming up. Keep your eyes out on the e-net for all that information. Are there any other announcements at this time? And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
The Lord be with you, and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because in the mystery of the word made flesh, you have caused a new light to shine in our hearts, to give the knowledge of your glory in the face of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you've made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where with the blessed Virgin Mary and Peter, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever.
Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. The body and blood of Christ. Amen. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood 
of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us sing the first two verses of hymn 448. Let us go forth in the name of Christ. Thanks be to God.